0: Yeah, let's watch a movie, guys.
1: Top Gun, we are following Meg Ryan to inner space. Inner space, we are going to follow Dennis Quaid to the right stuff. Right stuff. We are following Ed Harris to Apollo 13.
2: Bill Paxton from Apollo 13 to the President. Then
1: uh, Adam Baldwin to Independence Day.
0: the 20th century, Independence Day! Brought to you by the fire pit, can our challengers make it? Do they have what it takes? Can they
3: go all oh, the no. Test pilot, Tuck Pendleton, wants to make history. Supermarket clerk, Jack Putter, needs a vacation. Jack, you're late. That's not good. You know it's coupon day. Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized and then injected into this rabbit. Rock and roll. But something went wrong, and Tuck's about to get a new destination. (laughs) Inside Jack Putter. I'm not a man.
1: Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed!
3: Now, Jack's got twice the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. With Tuck on his side. more counts. In his gut. <laughs>
2: and on his case. You're not gonna back groceries
3: all your life, are you, Jack? And only 24 hours left for Jack to get out of danger. So that Tuck can get out of Jack. Dennis Quaid, Martin Short. Give yourself a shot of adventure. Inner Space.
2: There we go. Ready? No. Yes. No. Hello and welcome to the Fire Pit Podcast. I'm Dan, British name Nigel. And Last week we all watched Top Gun, a wonderful palate cleanser from Pathfinder in Doom. Thoroughly. But right now we are still on the road to Independence Day. I don't mean the holiday. I mean the 1996 summer blockbuster starring Harry Connick Jr. But that is not what we're watching tonight. Uh, I will kick it to Tom now, who's going to tell us exactly what we're watching tonight.
0: Well, thank you, Dan. I am Tom, British name Thompson. And I actually have a few corrections from uh, last week. So uh, the first correction um, pertains to my list of films. Um, So. For the I, last time Dennis
2: Quaid is not in Independence Day.
0: You are correct. It was Randy Quaid who's in Independence Day. Who is in Ice Harvest? He it was Randy Quaid I meant to say not Dennis Quaid. So want to make that correction to the Five or seven bots that were trying to yell at us.
1: This is what directing Nicolas Cage must feel like, Hunter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, tonight we are going to be watching Interspace, 1987 film um, starring uh, Dennis Quaid. Excuse me, Martin Short and our connector from Top Gun, Mae Gryan, who has more of a lead role here, but she was romantic interest in the last film, which uh, was a connector to Starship Troopers from Michael Ironside, um, who had been we connected to from Clancy Brown, who was in Pathfinder i had got that wrong the last time. It was Clancy Brown who was the one before Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside was our connector from there to Top Gun. So now we are with Interspace, and now I kick it over to
1: Josh. Thank you. Thank you, Thompson. Um, hello, my name's Josh, British name Reginald. Tonight we are watching the 1987 classic movie Interspace, starring Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, and as you already mentioned, our connector from last week, Meg Ryan. Um, See, Interspace, as already mentioned, released in 1987, has a runtime of 120 minutes. It is rated PG-13, right? Yes. <laughs> um, no, Probably PG, either. I apologize. Rated PG. Um, let's see, had an opening weekend of $4.7 million. Opened on uh, July 4th weekend.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> so right. it, does kind of, it kind of fits with the theme in even more ways. So. You know...
1: I wonder if we should have done that. <laughs> like, the Road Independence Day should have just been all movies opening up on the Fourth of July weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would have been interesting. Maybe next year. Next year. Maybe.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. So that's all I got for uh, the intro. Um,
2: you know, oh, I have hey, fought... also
1: also uh, guys. This is starring Robert Picardo.
2: That's right, the good doctor from Star Trek Voyagers in this movie, mm-hmm. isn't it? The movie also has Vernon Wells, who was the uh, gay but not gay. Bad guy in Mad Max Two and the gay but not gay bad guy in Commando. I'm sorry, you're never going to convince me that Vernon Wells' character wasn't a little homosexual in Commando. <laughs> in fact, if you Google, <laughs> if you Google Vernon Wells Mad Max Two, he's wearing an outfit that everyone just assumes that we're all going to be wearing when the apocalypse finally hits at the end of 2020. And so, let's just admit
1: when <laughs> the it. apocalypse hits. Everybody's going to be a little bisexual. Come on.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're not going to have the internet, so what else are we going to do?
2: Yeah. But, you know, it's, um, this is an interesting film. I, I have some fond memories of this movie as a kid. I think growing up, mom and dad got a cable box, and one of the first ones we ever had in the house. And they got one of the movie channels for free, Showtime, HBO, Cinemax, one of those movie channels. And this movie played constantly and I would watch it when I was home from school during the summer. I have fond memories of this movie, but I actually admittedly haven't seen it in a while, so I'm kind of looking forward to this tonight.
0: Yeah, I, I remember the VHS days. We, my dad recorded it from like um, HBO and stuff. Yeah, I watched it constantly as a kid, I, but I know there was a lot of stuff I did not get back in the day. I'm looking forward to picking up on that adult humor. Oh, yeah, same here. Like, I, I, It was on Netflix,
1: or is on Netflix, I don't know, like... And I probably rewatched it within the past year or two, but it was one of those situations where it's like I turned it on; it was background noise, and I really wasn't paying attention to it. So I'm looking forward to actually paying attention to it tonight. But yeah, I love this movie. Growing up, this is probably one of the few inspirations of that led me to want to become an astronaut. You know, it just the whole concept of being inside of something in a foreign environment just always been interesting to me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's an interesting concept for a science fiction film. That's for sure. It's. I'm
0: still wrapping my head around that one a bit. So you had Star Trek, you had Star Wars, you had God knows how many stars, sci-fi films and anything, but the film that made you want to be an astronaut. Not the film, but one of them. You uh. can have
1: multiple sources. And also keep in mind, of those films in the late 80s, like, shit, I was only uh, four years old when this movie came out, so I probably didn't get to actually appreciate it until the early 90s, so long after it was on VHS mind this was the most practical effects of them all even star wars and uh star trek i didn't get into until mid 90s long after that like i remember watching this long before i was into star trek and star wars he -hmm. was sitting down the whole time it was a cramped environment and i remember not being claustrophobic watching this film at all and you should have been you don't fit claustrophobic watching star trek
2: oh very true Yeah,
1: very true I mean you're literally claustrophobic watching this movie and you would be very claustrophobic watching any Apollo mission I mean mm-hmm, when we mm-hmm. get to Apollo 13 think about it
2: yeah and I kind of like the movie's premise that he has a limited supply of air so they have to race against the clock to get him out of Martin sheen or Martin Short's body and embiggened that's a word, right? The Simpsons made that word, so you know they imbibe him.
1: Did, did we want to uh, discuss any uh connectors or anything? Well, we, I know we, we did have want to have some discussions on the potential going from Apollo 13 to Independence Day. Like oh, I know, last right. Week. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: I wanted to mention, and t- uh, both Josh and I independently came about this, but there's another connection from Apollo 13 to Independence Day without going to big. Which was the original idea, of going from Big, which has Robert Loggia, and then uh, going from Robert Loggia to Independence Day. Apollo 13 also stars Bill Paxton, who is in Predator 2, who also, which also has Adam Baldwin, who's. And in this keeps with
1: the Day. science fiction theme. Mm-hmm. It,
2: yeah, and I, as much as I love Big, it's a wonderful movie. Good it movie.
1: really does not keep with the sci-fi theme. It, it's. No it,
2: I, I mentioned it last week's podcast. It definitely. You look at that list and you get that song in your head. One of these things is not like the other. So yeah. I was thinking maybe we should go with Predator Two. I know that uh, Josh. I think you found a looser connection with um, Armageddon. Armageddon, which does also play into the quote-unquote astronaut, science fiction, space theme. Yeah,
1: it's such a loose connection. I don't know if it even fits with our thing. You know. But I mean, the, the, the I just, guy is in it. I just don't think it fits. I
2: kind of want mean, to. I kind of want to go with Predator Two for this reason, and then just let me explain. We're going from Top Gun, which had a bunch of pilots in it, to Inner Space, where Dennis Quaid plays a pilot going through an experimental process, to the right stuff with more pilots going to be astronauts, to Apollo Thirteen with astronauts going into space, and then if we go into Predator Two. It fits the science fiction theme of aliens from space. And yeah. it, it's bad guy aliens, which goes into Independence Day, which is also bad guy aliens. So, it does
1: fit. It does fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Clever. I, I, I really wanted to find a way to shoe in, because uh, the guy who plays um, Deke Slayton in uh, Apollo 13. What, what's his name? I forget his name, Dan. I don't know if you have the... the...
2: Uh, I don't have it up on it anymore. But I, I, I know the guy you're talking about. Um...
1: Oh, shit. Hang on. Give me two seconds. I, I don't want to go on... Without saying his name,
0: it's blanking on me too i can't I can't think of it
2: Chris Ellis right, right, and then Chris he Ellis was, um, he was the guy.
1: principal in October sky. I would have felt that that would have been just such a beautiful way to end our road to Independence Day
0: oh yeah, I know that would have been good too. I remember that Phil yeah,
1: because it's about you know um I can't think of the guy's name, but uh, Homer something we're basically getting started into rocketry and all this he became a nasa rocket scientist basically i'm just like oh that would have just been so perfect but i couldn't find a connection from october sky to independence day but truthfully i think predator 2 fits with the alien motif because if independence day is astronauts and because we I mean, think about it will get rejected it. from nasa in the movie but think about, off of a...
2: Independence Day is the culmination. Yeah. Independence Day really is the culmination of this journey because we have three movies that involve pilots. Actually, four. There's Apollo 13. They're all pilots, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, we have movies that involve pilots, and then we have a movie that involves an evil alien. Or not evil alien. Predators aren't evil, but it's a bad guy alien doing bad yeah. guy things. And then Independence Day stars bad guy aliens and pilots.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could almost <laughs> even say that these are all like... Uh... Yeah, if I mean, fuck. Think about it. Like, ninety six is the invasion. Predator two happened in ninety three, three years prior. This mm-hmm. was just a test invasion, right? 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So I'm all just of saying this that... stuff. It just, just this is all in, in universe.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it just makes sense to me that we go with Predator two from Apollo thirteen mm-hmm. because it's bad guy aliens and then Independence Day is both bad guy aliens and pilots <laughs> all of our this whole theme is is aliens and pilots aliens and pilots you know so, i kind of like it so and all the, recap, all the movies do kind of fit who says
1: we ain't deep <laughs> so to recap this week the so last week we did top gun top gun we're following meg ryan to inner space mm-hmm. inner space we are going to follow dennis quaid to the right stuff right stuff we are following ed harris to uh, Apollo 13, Apollo 13 to uh, God damn it, I just blanked. We just Robert talked about it.
2: Predator 2. Predator 2. Predator um, 2. two um, well, who, who Pil- are we
1: following it? Predator 2 to uh, Adam
2: Baldwin. Adam Bell Baldwin's pa- in Predator 2. He's Phil one of those Paxton, Marines.
1: Bill Paxton.
2: Right, right. Bill Paxton from Apollo 13 to Predator 2.
1: Mm-hmm. Then uh, Adam Baldwin to Independence Day.
2: It all kind of makes sense, which, and also it's hilarious that we got a movie with Dennis Quaid, a movie with Bill Paxton. And then when we get to Independence Day, we'll have a movie with Bill Pullman because all three of those guys were constantly uh, confused for the other throughout their entire careers. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, Bill Pullman was just recently talking that he was stopped in a coffee shop. Uh, Someone was surprised that they thought they read on the internet that he had died a couple of years ago. And Bill Pullman had to correct them saying, no, that was Bill Paxton.
0: Rest in (laughs) peace. Yeah. rest in peace game yeah. over man i tried really
1: hard to find a way to connect aliens i thought that would have been awesome too
2: i we're gonna have we're i love that eventually we are going to get to the fact that we're gonna get to all three of bill paxton's deaths by alien predator and terminator oh, <laughs> i know. did
1: find a connection i did find a connection but it was a loose-ish connection through terminator 2 yeah. um john connor's stepdad his foster dad yeah Like we could, that was a loose connection. We could have jumped through Terminator 2, from Apollo 13. Oh, that would have
0: been a good one too. Mm
2: -hmm. Anywho, so yeah, let's. I want to get into this because I'm really looking forward to watching this tonight.
0: As am I. We're (laughs) off to the road to Independence Day. (laughs) Welcome back to another action-packed. And family friendly episode of The Fire Pit. I am your interspersal host and inner Dennis Quaid, Tom. No ads this time around, either practice or professional, but we do have a quick announcement for a change. We have an email. You can now reach us at Curtain Call Entertainment Inc. at gmail.com. That's Curtain Call Entertainment Inc. Capital C, capital C, capital E, capital I, all one word, at gmail.com. Send us your recommendations, thoughts, comments, input, output, upgrades, downgrades, or whatevers. We might not read them. We'll probably never respond to them. But it'll make you feel good. And you know what? That's what really counts, right? right? That's all we got right now. Time to get back to the movie. Thanks for listening along, and as always... Good luck.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's a uh, 37-year-old man working
2: as a cashier. I laugh, but the way my job search has been going, one day you'll get Randy Quaid inside of you. Oof. There you go. I could be so lucky. My luck and the way 2020 is going, I'm going to get Dennis Quaid. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I want Dennis. I yeah, don't, what, I'm going go to end look, up Randy. Tom fucked it up and got it backwards again.
3: <laughs> God damn it.
0: <laughs> All right. So that was inner Space. Yes.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, It's... It's corny fun. I, it's a, I, it's good. I really enjoyed it. I have fond memories of this movie as a kid. Maybe I'm still looking at it through a nostalgia filter, but mm-hmm. it's one of those
1: things. The practical effects still hold up. Yeah, Re- the well, uh, live action scenes not so much, but <sighs> because it's it's obviously '80s, mm-hmm. very much '80s. Yeah, but then again, I always argue that the special effects of the 80s is in a league of their own mostly because it's not sullied by cg
2: yeah, yeah but but this is a this is a spielberg move well not a spielberg movie because he didn't direct it but it's mm-hmm. a spielberg movie and he usually did pretty good on special effects try to do what he can i don't know i um i, I just a- still enjoyed it it's a it's a good look it's a cute little movie yeah you know?
0: this is standard no not st- Dan, or just your simple action film?
2: Yeah, it had a little bit of action, a little bit of a thriller, a little bit of a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of ticked a few boxes. I can see why this was kind of a hit. Yeah, um,
1: well, and so I, got I got really, really. It didn't make its money, but it wasn't
2: bad. Not domestically. Over, if you count international gross, it made over forty million dollars during its release. It was. <laughs> I mean, in terms of vibe.
0: The vibe I got from it, it's kind of not too dissimilar from modern Marvel films, really. It, there's no grand epic scope to it, but it's it's fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, all yeah.
1: honesty, we were talking about Ant Man during this movie, and it gave off severe Ant Man vibes.
2: Well, I mean, you know? the, the, the premise is similar person shrinks. Not heist
1: style, style type stuff, yes, but it does give, like, to the effect of very small scale effect Mm -hmm. like not it's not like world ending major stuff but like very i'm not trying to have a pun here but a small scale plot (laughs) stuff you know like no pun intended small scale plot
2: yeah it's like i said it's a cute little film it's got i think all of the actors and actresses turn in some pretty good performances in this movie seriously robert picardo playing martin short come on yeah that was (laughs) that was really good that's that 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 part is probably worth um its own little section
0: but especially if you're familiar with robert Ricardo and some of his other roles i mean v- voyager for one elaine's boyfriend in an episode of seinfeld and some of the other character actor work he's done it's just you, you appreciate just how good of a character
2: actor he is yeah he's Like I said, he's good. It's like I said, it's I just really enjoy the movie. It's it it wasn't it doesn't have the scope or the the epic scale that Top Gun had last week. But if this if I was of the right age in July 1st, 1987, when this movie came out, I absolutely would have gone and seen it in the theaters and I probably would have had a good time.
1: I mean, yeah, it had that science fiction aspect to it.
2: I can see why it was a hit, it ticks a lot of boxes. Like I said, it had a little bit of a romantic comedy in there. So people mm-hmm. who like rom-coms could would have enjoyed this movie. It, it was science fiction, so people who enjoy science fiction movies would have enjoyed it. It's a thriller, you know, uh, race against the clock kind of a movie. It appealed to that audience as well. It ticks a lot of boxes, so I can see why a lot of people would like it.
0: Although I can see this film not connecting with a lot of modern audiences. Be, there were a lot of parts where it was it – was, just nothing was really happening. There were no major stakes. People were sitting around talking. They went to a club. They tried to do a little espionage here and there. But when – Dennis Quaid was in modern
1: audiences and
0: like 2020 audiences. Yeah. 2020 audiences, that sort of thing. It's just because this definitely doesn't cater to the ADHD crowd. No, no. It's like there are parts where Dennis Quaid was just sitting there talking to Martin Short's character. And had it been made today, he would have been attacked or constantly outrunning like white blood cells or something like that or uh, oh, a yeah. disease. The cold, like Martin. Martin Short would have had a cold at the same time, so he's fighting off cold <laughs> diseases, too. Yes.
1: Or, or no, like, if I were to say if this was to made, be made modern, like, the bad guy would have been injected into Martin Short significantly sooner, and it would have been, a like, a back mm-hmm. and forth. Like, they would have been fighting back and forth a lot longer.
0: Yeah, it's like the pacing was definitely weird, definitely different from pacing from from films, action films in particular nowadays. Yeah, they're Uh, like that one scene where they just
1: had, uh, where he went into his apartment and they just got drunk together and was dancing, and then he's like, "Hey, I just realized I haven't seen you, and you haven't seen me. Let's see each other." Mm -hmm. Like that never would have happened in modern cinema. Yeah, no, never
0: would have happened. That kind of um pacing that's not I'm not going to say slower pacing but the uh, pacing where it takes its time you don't see that unless it's in a Netflix series and you have like 7 or 12 episodes to really sprawl it out this again I'm not complaining this is not me that's not a dog on this film I thought it was it was great to just enjoy these people and get to yeah, know them
1: that's character development i mean it's just like it was a, it was a refreshing to be able to see these characters act human mm-hmm. you know it's like you get to watch these people like you know what dude we just had a very intense scene let's have a fucking drink you know <laughs> yeah. exactly Although I do love how at the beginning of the movie we called out it's like the robotic arm was like completely unnecessary and then at the end of the movie they were like what the fuck is the point of this? <laughs> like what was our what was our theme for this movie? Science. Science.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God, this was a fun film to watch.
1: It was. I mean, it was. It was a lot of fun to watch. It, it, it was. It didn't take itself seriously. Like obviously, like it took itself very seriously at the very beginning of the film, mm-hmm. and then towards the end of the film, it's like, oh my god, seriously?
0: Let's. Why did we do this? Get on with ourselves. <laughs> god, this was a good day, guys. I'm glad we got to watch this film.
2: Yeah, you know what? Honestly, this was the nice. Um respite from the uh, craziness that has been this whole entire week. Yeah. It, it was a nice little unwind kind of movie to take your mm-hmm. mind off of things for a little bit and just kind of enjoy a film. Yeah, um,
1: kind of bad kicking my parents off. <laughs>
2: they, did they reconnect?
1: No, I don't know if they did. They went to go play pool and listen to music. I, they called me and they I texted them. So mom and dad, if you are listening to this again, I apologize. I did not mean to kick you out. Uh, we were frustrated and decisions were made. Caleb. I love you, but uh, I don't feel as bad.
2: <laughs> you didn't give birth to me. So. <laughs> and I came before you anyways. So.
1: I'm the favorite. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Remember, I'm the one they wanted. You're the one they had to talk themselves into. So <laughs>
1: You were made so that I would be not the only child.
2: <laughs> you were
1: you were he made to be friend. my companion.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: So, Nigel, do you want to give the final thoughts on this film?
2: Yeah, well, like I said, my final thoughts are it's a really cute little movie that's kind of the... Um, Did you uh, really
0: say cute?
2: Yeah, it's a cute hey. film. It's a cute <laughs> little film. It's a good movie about... Or, I mean, it's a good movie that is just kind of the personification of that type of of storytelling, I want to call it Spielbergian type movie that was prevalent at that time. I mean think about the movies that are in or around this time frame. There's gremlins, which the director directed that too. There's is inner space. This is around the you know ET, batteries not included.
1: I love that
2: movie. But all of these movies fit that kind of mold, just this kind of mold where it was fun semi-innocent yeah there were some adult themes in the movie but for the most part the movie does live up to its pg rating it's not anything over the top Mm -hmm. um fun innocent movie that the whole i'm gonna sound like a sales pitch literally the whole family could have gone to this movie in 1987 and been fine dad would have liked the sci-fi parts of it mom would have liked the rom-com parts of it and the crazy shit that martin short gets into the kids would have laughed at so it's it was a good movie Final thoughts are, uh, I would say, six and a half out of ten. What to recommend?
0: And just to add to that, too, when you mentioned earlier, it's like you just have a rough day, rough week. World's going crazy around you. Things are going wrong. You come home. Sometimes you just want to sit down and just watch something you can enjoy. It's not action-packed explosions all the time. It's not edge of your seat. It's not overly sappy, dramatic. Just
2: you You can watch and just... It had get some, into ooh, and have fun with the, the movie. Had some the movie has some engaging characters, relatable characters. Yeah. They have uh, funny bits, intense bits, and at the end, the guy gets the girl, and everyone seems to live happily ever after. At least until they get in the limo, and then it definitely set up for a sequel that never happened. But <laughs> um, I'm just saying, it, it was a good movie. I I really enjoyed it, and uh, so far we've been we've been having a pretty good batting average ever since we got out of we did Pathfinder hit a lull
1: with Pathfinder. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Do- Doom was- You know, it's
1: funny, it what's funny Doom it was, was Pathfinder it was a was a Pathfinder, so to speak. <laughs> see what I did there.
2: Yeah. Doom see- we had a good run at first. Like we, we did, you know, the Rundown was a good movie. I enjoyed watching that. And and Ninja Turtles was good. Ninja Turtles two, not so much. Um Rundown was good. Doom was hard to get through, but at least Doom had some cool moments. I enjoyed watching
1: Doom. It wasn't a good movie, but I I didn't hurt getting through it. Yeah.
2: Pathfinder was like painful really hard to get through like if i wasn't recording this podcast and i was trying to watch that movie i would have a either shut it off about halfway through instead of i I never i never
1: would have made it through on my own
2: or i would have started uh if i didn't really want to pay attention to the try to pay attention to the film so i could give final thoughts at the end of it i would have started i would have tabbed out and started reading reddit or something like that you know Mm -hmm. so that was a hard movie to get through and then but we've been we've been hitting pretty good star trek troopers was thoroughly enjoyable the side movie we watched that night of RoboCop was also just—I forgot how really good that movie is. And then we watched Top Gun last week, which I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Of course, Top Gun's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And then this movie was a movie I hadn't seen in a while, but I had fond memories of as a child, and I'm really glad adult me doesn't hate it. Same. Like, I have watched movies as a kid that I love, and then I watch them as an adult, and I'm like, oh god, why did I like? These?
1: Yep. Yep. Yep, I'm right. So there. I
2: was, I'm not going to lie. At some point in time today, I w- I hadn't seen this movie. I, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. It might have been in high school the last time I've watched Inner Space all the way through. And I was really afraid that I wasn't going to like this movie today. I was just, def- I, I had moments today where I'm like, oh, man, I really hope I don't hate this film. You know, but I enjoyed it. Adult me likes it just as much as kid me did. So. Mm -hmm. actually adult me kind of appreciates it a little bit more because then i get the adult humor in it and i understand the adult situations a little bit more you know yeah so yeah
0: josh what about your thoughts oh let's see my thoughts um
2: science science Science.
1: (laughs) (laughs) like honestly and i hate to be the music guy because i know i commented on the music last week (laughs) But That's okay it's like, we
2: all can bring something different here like you know it's okay to to really appreciate the scores and and stuff like it's that it's
1: like you know it's like I felt like I, I really noticed the music last week as well as this week like especially when he was escaping the the cyborg dude again it was very 80s and it reminded me of you know back to the future it scenes and uh, what was the other the movie that I, I felt like it reminded me of
0: oh um not goonies but um I know what you're talking about you you I'd have to go what, back. Was it Back was, to the Future? Back to the Future. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's like it felt very Back to the
1: Future-y in terms of score, but it, it was very Spielbergian, and given well, yeah, that Spielberg but, was executive producer. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I really dug the di- or the uh, score. But it, as far as the plot, it was very you know paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. Like I felt it, and it feels weird saying this out loud. Top Gun had more of more depth to the
2: plot. It did. It was, <laughs> but it was also it was a bigger movie.
1: Yeah. But then again, this one did feel like it had more depth than modern MCU movies.
2: Yeah, Mm. it it was definitely a. um,
1: It didn't hold your hand like modern movies did.
2: No, it didn't. Doesn't hold your hand, and it's definitely what I you know you could call a holiday. And it was it was a holiday release. The movie came out July Fourth weekend, which I know that the movie that we're moving towards Independence Day also came out July Fourth weekend. But honestly, this movie and Independence Day have a lot in common. Not plot wise, the the plots are radically different, Mm -hmm. but. Independence Day also ticks a lot of boxes that the entire family could have gone to that movie and really enjoyed it. Dad, Dad likes the um the, the sci-fi explosions, the explosions and, the, yeah. and the science fiction. Mom digs the drama part of the story. Uh, the kids also love the explosions and the gunfights and the aliens and all that. So Independence Day is. It, I don't want to say it's a family film because it's it's not, but it's a family film. Like it's just it's not your traditional family. <laughs> it was
1: ninety six. I was. 13 years old, dude. I love that. Yeah. I remember, but, you know, my, can... my parents were so cheap, they wouldn't buy me the posters, so I made my own. Like, I drew my own <laughs> posters. And my parents weren't, you know, broke. They were just cheap. So I drew my own posters, and I put them up in my uh, room. It's freaking beautiful, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mom and Dad, if you're still listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you, Nigel. This is, um, yeah, it's just on the same vein of a film that you just watch, you can watch to enjoy watching it. Yeah. The moral is: this is an adventure. Come with us.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what this it was. Movie. It's a, it's the movie. It's a movie that comes out on a holiday weekend, like Fourth of July, and it's. I guarantee that the uh, the advertiser for this movie was kind of like, "Hey, it's July Fourth weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Everyone's off work. Kids don't have school because it's summer break. Hey, why don't you come to the movies for the day and yeah. you know you, watch? You this know script. the other.
1: You know the other thing I just thought about. <laughs> All the main characters in this movie, um, Martin Short and uh, Dennis Quaid, heavily
2: flawed. Yes, yeah, thirty-eight year old cashier at a grocery store, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, although I wouldn't crazy. call that a flaw, I don't like that mentality anymore. No no, 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 no,
1: like no, no. He's a hypo, like not even the cashier thing. He's a hypochondriac who like over stresses about everything. He eats a stress type thing. And then like Dennis Quaid, he's kind of a washed up, he's a late thirties lieutenant. He's an O2 when, and again, different movie, Tom Cruise, hypothetical, like you're looking at age versus rank. Tom Mm -hmm. Cruise is significantly younger, but an O3, whereas Dennis Quaid is older in an O2.
0: He's kind of implied to be a washed out pilot. This is, he's taken this job he's an alcoholic he has he got beat up
1: by a bunch of the other officers type thing so he's a washed up pilot he got dumped by his girlfriend in act one he has um, no appreciation for the good things in front of him and you know he, and going back to martin short you know he was he has no respect at his job so both of these characters are heavily flawed so they're both characters get a redemption arc
2: if mm-hmm. they do and they like I said, they, and they all kind of quote unquote win at the end. You know, they, they, and they overcome themselves at the end. You can see that Dennis Quaid's character looks like he's turning a corner into being a more level headed, devoted person. Seeing his baby changes him in the movie. Like you see him, like, you know, it changes his outlook. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I said, it's just it's a good movie. And
1: then, yeah, and then look at uh, Martin Short's character at the very end of the movie. His, his whole art comes to a culmination when he, like, looks at the, the wannabe girlfriend, you know, because he's like, you know, you forgot we had a date last night. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and at then, the beginning of the movie,
2: he was crushed about that. Like at the yeah. beginning, of the movie, he was crushed that she kind of blew him off.
1: And he's at the end. He's like, yeah, not a chance. I quit. And then I forget what he says to the doctor, but it's like, I'm cured. Yeah, I'm cured. Thank you. So it's just like he's totally all those loose ends he's fixed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm gonna go save the day again. I'm done. This is it. I've closed all those
0: doors. I'm fixed. All it took was Dennis Quaid being inside of him. And I think that's really the moral of the story here, guys. It's kind
2: of funny. Dennis Quaid being inside changes Meg Ryan's character. And Dennis Quaid being inside changes Martin Short's character. And That's the the moral of the story. We just need Dennis Dennis Quaid inside of all of us. If, If Dennis Quaid was in us now, there would be world peace. There would be no riots in the streets. No, Dennis no, Quaid
1: needs yeah. to be inside
0: of 2020.
1: We need to put...
2: Oh, my God. Yes. Put yes. yes,
0: Put Dennis Quaid inside 2020. Yes. Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> Make America Quaid again. Like... ha, ha, ha,
0: <laughs> thank you <God. laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, road to independence day <laughs> no,
1: I was waiting for that one point for this week this was it <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you guys. Oh my God! Thank you. Literally <laughs> <I'm> crying. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: So what's the next? What's next on the road, guys?
2: Uh, next on the agenda is uh, we are sticking with Dennis Quaid in uh, inner space, which is great because we've just established that if Dennis Quaid is in 2020, it's better. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. but no, we're uh, the next movie. We are sticking with Dennis Quaid. He has a smaller part in the next movie, which is kind of a like, the opposite no of where Cooper. we went, you know, which is kind of the opposite Actually, of where we,
1: isn't he the first uh, astronaut introduced in uh, the next one?
2: I think so. He might be so, so,
1: Gordon Cooper. Um, Hang on. I'm Googling something. Yes. We will be following. Dennis Quaid, playing Gordon Cooper, where he will be, uh, he was actually in the last of the Mercury missions, and he was the last single uh, astronaut in space, because ever since uh, his last, that mission, they, uh, the, no astronaut has been up by themselves, they've always been up in pairs, at a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Faith seven that was the name of his capsule was faith seven
2: So yeah, so the next movie we're gonna watch taken with Dennis Quaid We're going to the right stuff a movie about the start of the space program here in America The mercury astronauts although the movie does open up with the breaking the sound barrier Chuck Yeager's got a big part in the second big movie. big test pilots in the mercury program Yeah, good 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 movie one of my favorite movies of all time actually that it's funny the the next two weeks are two of my favorite historical dramas of all time um, I love Apollo 13 as well. So I'm really looking forward to the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this whole block. Now that we switched it from big to predator 2. no disrespect to big, fantastic movie. We'll um, have to
1: circle around back to it at some point. Yeah, we will get oh, to we'll it. We'll I mean, a...
2: We will find a link to big because Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks is in just about everything in every decade. So we'll find, <laughs> we will definitely watch a movie at some point in time. That'll link us to big. Nice little bit of trivia. This Next week, The Right Stuff is so far, as of right now, the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes we've watched. Or we will watch. Um, nice. It has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, good good uh, reason. Good yeah. reason. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. But it's so far the highest rated movie we've seen so far. Which yep. I understand. When t- <laughs> we started with some pretty rough stuff. <laughs> and now
0: we're going to head into The Right Stuff. Could, could we say, gentlemen, that we're reaching for the stars? shut up Tom yeah. shut and up. on that um, and on that note I've been Tom I've been I'm Dan Josh.
3: and I'm Josh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> this, has been,
0: <laughs> this has been the fire pit <laughs> thanks for joining and good luck out there guys